Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. Spider-Man has had a rather interesting journey in the MCU, and that's only if you count the drama between Sony and Marvel. After finally getting everyone's favorite neighborhood web-slinger into the universe, then he was gone again, then back again, and now it seems like he's even more back again. However, we're not here to talk about studio politics as much as we would like to. We're here to break down some more fan theories and give you people our expert opinions on what's that was a horrible mario bane i i just want to interrupt the intro for a moment people thank you and my sincere apologies for that that was horrible and not up to the standards that we normally try to anyways we're here to give you our expert opinions on what's really going to happen and what isn't in this episode 84 spider-man no way home the real or the jabroni i am your uncle todd and with me as always is the man who is a cybernetic organism ah Oh, choking on my own spit. <laughs> it's like water pouring myself with saliva. <laughs> I, I don't even know what happened there. All of a sudden, I was ready. To, I was ready to reveal any secret that anyone. I was going to confess to the Lindbergh baby. I just anything to make that stop. Oh my god. Oh, oh it's going to be an interesting show. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who is a cybernetic organism living tissue over a metal endoskeleton, but instead of coming from the future to terminate John Connor, he's come to annihilate all the stakes currently in existence. He is a deacon in the Church of Idiocy, and my partner in idiocy for over two decades and counting, I give you the man they call Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right, aside from just not being able to speak in the introduction. (laughs) Choking on your own saliva. Oh my gosh! I don't know what was going on there, dude. That is that is a first. That is eighty-four episodes in, and I finally almost kill myself doing the podcast. It's like, what's going on over there? I don't think my insurance policy covers things like this. This is the that's a real problem. So that you know, my wife and my child will get absolutely nothing, and they'll be like, "Yep, pretty much true to the end. True to the end. An idiot." Okay, uh, but we uh, we have important things to discuss here. But however, first and foremost, I want to send out. Uh, congratulations to the man they call Tim on two counts. Okay. First of all, his winnings from his first ever Jabroni ah, yes. win made it to his home safe and sound. He has assured me that his bottle has arrived. Uh, and second of all, I want to congratulate him on actually having his new glasses. His old man glasses have arrived and he yeah. can see. He can see. Oh, I, Lord, it's a miracle. I can read again. <laughs> well, let's not go too far. I mean. <laughs> You did tell me you had to pull over to read that stuff to read the speed limit sign because you're going too fast by it. You needed time to analyze it. I know. And when, when when you travel at the speed of light, everything's a little bit blurry. Oh, who are you kidding? You're you're like a five below the speed limit sort of guy <laughs> at this point in your life. Oh, maybe. You've got everyone passing you on the right, honking, flipping you off. Oh yeah. But it's so <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, anyways, before we get into the main course of the show, we uh, you know what? We like to have our dessert first. The man they call Tim goes out and scours the interwebs for all kinds of news and notes and all kinds of interesting tidbits for us to talk about and a little thing that we like to call the Week in Geek. The Week in so funky. Thank you, sir. First up has has been our uh, habit uh, across this fall. Uh, we Yes, it's a dirty in. little habit, much like nose picking, but it's still <laughs> a habit. <laughs> we dive in uh, for an update on the 2021 fantasy football campaign. Dive in right up to the knuckle, just <laughs> tickling our brain. <laughs> I don't know what's going on tonight, dude. This is gonna be this is gonna be a rough show. I just want to let everyone know they ought to buckle up. If you have a, if you have the ability or you're so inclined, you might want to get a drink now. Oh dear! I made myself some decaf echinacea tea. I don't know. Maybe I'm think I'm having an allergic reaction to echinacea. Is that a is that a possibility? It it could happen. The room's supposed to be swimming like this. Anyways, I'm sorry. I, I, I've interrupted uh, you for about the fifth time so far, and the show is only about two and a half minutes old. Oh, that's all right. It gave me a chance to have a little seltzer and think about what I'm going to say next. Uh, <laughs> think, week 13. Think about your life choices that have led you to this lowly station. Yes. Week 13, my friend. Here we are. Two. Let me see. Let me just check this real quick. I think we're two weeks away from the end of the season, if I calculations are correct let me just check the schedule here um you are uh let's see there's only one week after this Uh, one week oh i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen next weekend december uh what would that be december the 12th idiot bowl two you sure you got your glasses in i do okay i'm just making sure well, you sure I that both, both lenses have the right prescription? Wait, what? One on my left eye, I can see through a wall. On my right eye, everything is gray. Am I supposed is that to normal? see polka dots? <laughs> oh, good lord. Anyways, uh, yes, we are uh, basically a week out from the end of the season, and yours truly and Uncle Todd will be facing off. Once again, he will go one-on-one with the great one. Oh, my gosh. But really? before we get there. Really? Who's the one who took the rock bottom in the backyard? That's what I want to know. And who was regarded as taking it like a champ? Yours truly. Thank you very much. Yeah, but that was still still doing the job. I just want to let you know. I mean. I can make anyone look good. <laughs> okay, Mr. Barry Horowitz. Appreciate that. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. Uh, but this this week uh, sees both Uncle Todd and myself seemingly on the right side of the win-loss column here. Uh, we will start with Uncle Todd, who had a dominating performance this week. Uh, his team overperformed, much to the joy of myself, because whether I win or lose, he is putting some distance between myself and the second-place team. So I will once again have my stranglehold on first place by hook or by crook. Surprises, sir, from from your matchup. Surprise is the fact that I actually won because originally (laughs) this looked like it was going to be a bloody massacre for me. And you know what? I was totally braced for it because that's just the way my season has gone. However, uh, I actually made a couple of right decisions for a change. Uh, I managed to... I sat Dalvin Cook, who uh, was out once again, because apparently it's in his contract. He doesn't have to you know, work consecutive nights or consecutive weeks anymore. I'm not sure what's going on with him because I don't watch football that much. But, you know, whatever. Uh, so uh, whatever Gaskin from Miami picked him up, 
he underperformed, but at least it was points as opposed to a goose egg, so I'll take that. Uh, I once I outsmarted myself because after riding the Russell Wilson roller coaster last week, which I I did in order to avoid the Ryan Tannenhill roller coaster, <laughs> I said, you know what, I'm going to sit Russell Wilson now. So I went out and I signed Derek Carr, who I put in, and he underperformed. And Russell goes off for 50 points. So once again, the lesson here, folks, is I don't know jack squat about football or fantasy football anymore. I'm I'm done. I'm toast. They all hate me. Exactly. They all do hate me. However, I managed to win because because my opponent managed to have more things go wrong. So yes. I'll take it. Yes. I'll take it. And on the other side, uh, myself, I was actually projected to uh, lose and lose royally. And my team came back and overperformed. Tom Brady just went off yesterday. Four passing touchdowns. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. Wide receivers. He's just going to drop. He's, you know, he's done. He's done. (laughs) Stick a fork in him. This guy is going to play till he's freaking 50. You know what? Actually, so I was, I was watching, I can't remember what I was watching today, but it was a probably YouTube video or something. And I think he's doing commercials for Hertz now. And they had him plugged in like, like he was an electric car. And they're like, is that Tom Brady? He's like, oh yeah, that's how he charges up and gets his updates. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably true. It is probably true. Like, has anybody checked the back of his head? Does he have like a matrix, like input the plug? The yeah, I, I, I know kung fu, cover four, and the game plan for the next like eight weeks. I, I don't, I don't get it. But I think he's he's a, like my one hope. It's at the end of time. It's going to be Keith Richards, Betty White. Vince McMahon's head in a glass jar, and Tom Brady is going to be throwing a freaking touchdown to some cockroach. <laughs> That's that is the end of time, folks. That is mm-hmm. how the the entire universe ends. And then when the universe blips out of existence, Tom will still be there with a lighter, studying his playbook. Yes, that's just my theory, though. So yes, Tom Brady posting sixty eight uh, fantasy points, uh, much much above what what a quarterback would normally do in our league. Uh, two of my wide receivers at twenty plus points. Uh, my my running backs uh, did actually overperformed from what I was expecting. And uh, it's all down to the New England defense, which, by the way, just did a fumble recovery. So as it stands right now, the live projection of my matchup is going to be a tie of 221 apiece. If the Patriots continue, uh, if the Patriots defense continues with his performance, uh, I I may be uh, victorious in what was going to be a blowout of uh, 40 point proportions. I will uh, text and mock uh, the gentleman who I'm who I'm playing, who's an old colleague of mine, and he will take it and smile. So, um, <laughs> are, you, are you really sure about that? Because I well, he that. he sent me a text when he beat me last time, so I had to just kind of grin and bear it, you know. <laughs> and I, I don't want to be the one to uh, to to pee in your Cheerios here, but Yahoo is saying even though it does come out to a tie, fifty one percent chance for him. So there's they're giving him a slight nod. Apparently, he has home field advantage somehow. I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. So uh, as it stands right now, uh, the man they call Tim and Uncle Todd uh, to you know projected to be victorious this week. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. And then next week, idiot bowl two. Yep, and then if I overthinks it, (laughs) yo, I I don't need this abuse from you right now. I really don't. (laughs) Just let me bask in the glow of this win that I had totally nothing to do with. You have had quite a turnaround this this half of the season, my friend. You you had a rough start, and and you have turned it around in in a masterful way. Rough start Uh, doesn't even begin to to describe (laughs) it. 
It was a car crash that kept on crashing. It's like a, it's like one of those movies where the where the car rolls downhill and then it explodes, mm-hmm. and then like a plane crashes into the flaming car, and then like the the villain like Hans Gruber falls into that gigantic fireball. <laughs> That's the beginning of my season. That was my season. So any anywhere but up. And yet you turned it around. So well done, sir. Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. Uh, Had moving, nothing to do with it, but you know. Moving right along from our 2021 campaign talk. Uh, yes. Not a whole lot we're going to discuss in in the weekend geek from a news perspective, but definitely a couple of interesting items that came out today. One from Uncle Todd, and uh, and then I stumbled upon the other, which is uh, first Spider Man Across the Spider Verse trailer. Yes. So, oh my what, gosh. What'd you think of this, sir? Because uh, I'm kind of stoked. Dude, I've I think it's really hard for me to not say that Spider-Man uh enter the Sp- whatever it was the, Sp- the Spider-Verse. The Spider-verse. Well, no no no, the uh the first one. Oh, into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't remember one different word, but it's uh it is one of my favorite comic book movies ever. If not, I think it is like the fact that it's animated and the way that it's animated and just the attitude and the style in which it's done. Mm -hmm. It is chef's kiss like the is what I've always dreamed of seeing in terms of a comic book sprung to life. And it is beautiful. It was beautifully animated. It was beautifully written, beautifully voice acted and directed. All of it is just great. I would not change a thing. Great story. So to see this come. I was like, oh, I knew that we were going to get another movie, but I had no idea when. And then all of a sudden, this just dropped in our laps yesterday. Mm. And oh, my goodness, what a pleasant surprise. It looks it looks amazing. And and in true fashion, it is it is my kind of trailer because it really doesn't give away a lot. It just yeah. whets your appetite yeah. like absolute and crazy. So yeah. I am all in. I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of Miles Morales. I'm excited to see more Spider-Gwen. Mm-hmm. And then whatever dude it is from 2199 that's showing up. Yep. I'm in. The whole thing. I am in. In, yeah. in, in. It just looked insane. You know, like, yeah. like there's the back and forth with the Gwen. And then he kind of jumps in and then it just goes. I've always appreciated, especially with the first movie, like how they can do chaos, but do it in a way that doesn't overwhelm you or make you feel like you're going to go into a seizure or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, again, even better than than what you saw with live action DC. Like I, you know, going back to when we talked about like Wonder Woman and and at the end of it and, and how that final battle just had like so much like chaos and just kind of craziness to it. And mm-hmm. it, it just kind of it. it I guess to say it differently, it's almost like it can be so chaotic that it detaches you from the engagement of being in that universe. You know what I mean? It just it feels so over the top and just so outlandish, you know? Well, I think it goes into what we talked about a couple episodes ago or something that I, I brought up where it's that thing where if you if you go over the line, mm-hmm. but you just go over the line. Yeah. People are like, ah, it's too much, blah, 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 blah. But if you commit and you like go so far over the line, it's like ludicrous speed. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are if you have the huevos to go that far, then people are like, OK, I can respect this. This is just crazy now. Mm-hmm. Like now yeah. we're in a place that is it is it goes so far over the edge, it becomes cool. And I really feel like that's what they do. It's it's such stylized craziness. Yeah. And it's so beautifully done. 
and and with but so it's, much it's nuance to detail. You know what I mean? It's 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 that way, but it's uh, there's also a control to it. You know what I mean? It's well, not, it's for a reason. That's right. what and that's what separates what DC does from from something like this. Like there's a reason behind it. There's a logic yeah. behind it. Yeah. it. What DC does is just like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff. We're going to throw it at the wall and boom. Yeah. Hey, there there's a movie. No, uh, it, it's it's gorgeous. Absolutely oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, so we we get a a little bit of a peek into that. That looks exciting, and uh, and of course it is part one. So there yes. will be a second part to this. That'll be interesting. Oh man, yeah. I I just give it all to me. Just I just want them to bring it. back Nicholas's uh, Nicholas Cage's. Uh, yes. You know, uh, Detective Spider Man. Oh yeah, Guy Noir. You know, or, or what was it called? Oh, I forget what it was. What the character was, but yeah, the Noir, like hard boiled detective Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was fan- that was just fan freaking tastic. Because <laughs> I didn't know who it was. I I kind of just didn't. I didn't know any of that going in, mm. and then I heard the voice. I'm like. Is that Nick effing cage? <laughs> like, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you, Nick. Thank you for coming back to us. I appreciate that. And actually, Nick, uh, Mr. Cage is on the upswing. Apparently, he's all his guys, his debts paid. I think his alimony's up. Now he's like, I can stop taking everything that I've ever been offered. Yes. I, I could get out of the, you know, Willie Nelson selling his, you know, his possessions <laughs> to the IRS stage of my career and actually start making some decent movies again so it's kind of nice you know nice. little little glimmer of sunshine in this darkened world that we live in yes so uh yeah so we have that to look forward to i think it is uh, if i remember from the trailer it is not coming out until fall of next year i believe yes i think october 22 yeah. was the date that i remember yeah which is a long time to wait oh man uh, oh. Well, but we will talk in a little bit. Maybe uh, we will see Miles Morales sooner than we think. Well, if you smell yeah. what The Rock is cooking. <laughs> Wait, The Rock is going to play Miles Morales? They're going to no. de-age him? No. That's one hefty teenager right there. <laughs> <laughs> 0.5% body fat and, you know. I think one of his like- legs is like the size of, you know, Miles Morales, right? <laughs> one of his legs is my size. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure, like, forget, like, whatever waist size he is. I'm sure, like, his thigh size is probably close to what my waist size is. That mm. dude, he is an – he is – like, we mentioned this before. Like, he's always been a large human being, but mm. good God. He is – he should be playing the live-action He-Man is because he looks like one of those figures. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Back from, like, the 80s when steroids were like, oh, no, it's healthy. Sort of like cocaine in the 70s. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh, boy. Anyway. Again, what is in this tea? My <laughs> gosh. I don't know. I think I'm the lemon move... juice that I squirted in there has gone off or something. I don't know what's oh, up. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm going to move on to our final item in the Week in Geek, which is uh, today uh, Warner Brothers dropped uh, the second official trailer for the Matrix Resurrections movie, which will be uh, opening, I believe, the 21st or 22nd of this month. Mm. Uh, if memory serves correctly and uh, right around the corner my goodness did they uh oh, so so last week like to set full context so last week there was a teaser trailer that came out which was really funky that ha- just over and over was kind of looping this line from the very first movie that the carrie ann moss uh, who played trinity says which is you know when there's a deja vu in the matrix it means it's trying to assimilate something that has changed and it just kept mm-hmm. like looping on that one line and you're just seeing all of this insanity kind of playing out. One of the interesting screen grabs uh, that, that I happened to notice in an article had to do with the fact that it appears, it appears 
that in one of the shots, it looks like the machine city, which we saw in the Matrix Revolutions, uh, is mm-hmm. actually under attack. Hmm. So one of the rumors floating around, and uh, we will uh, adjudicate this movie next week on our uh, mm-hmm. episode 85 uh, when we do another, yet another real jabroni. <laughs> Whole lot of whole lot of bottles shifting places. Oh this, my uh, gosh! Winter. It's uh, I feel like we gotta you know kind of open up a bourbon market of sorts. You know, like what's on the rise here? You know, so okay, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Oh wait, you're kind of making a joke. Never I mind. was kind of making a joke. Uh, but um, I need to need to get to a meeting now. Sorry. Yes, but 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 one of the one uh, one of the rumors is is about whether or not when he comes back, it's actually the machines are bringing him back to, you know, to help them because like basically flipping the whole concept on its head. And now the humans are the aggressors kind of looking to wipe out the machines during this time of peace uh, hmm. that he had established back in, in, at the end of the trilogy. So I don't know, it's, uh, it's shaping up, but this, this trailer here. So leading in from that into this trailer, I think one of the, uh, or, or two of the most interesting revelations was, uh, that we we see, uh, I believe his name is Jonathan Goff, or Jonathan Groff, I think is his name, is the actor, okay. is playing a, a form or a version of Smith. Ah. And uh, Neo is talking to an old, uh, an old lady, uh, it's seemingly outside of the Matrix, with his eyes intact. So I don't know quite how this is possible, because, again, if you had seen the Matrix Revolutions, you knew that he had his eyes fused shut by Smith during a fight. And so he mm. lost his sight and now he, but in this scene, he looks totally fine. But this was the character Naomi um, played by Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, oh, okay. So that was not the Oracle. It, it was actually, it looks very much to be Niobe, who was one of the fighters and uh, pilots uh, that was, you know, functioning during uh, the second and third parts of the trilogy. So very interesting, very interesting uh, little nuggets. Still don't know what the heck is going on. Um, mm. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and, and that movie is going to be hard to do a real in Jabroni on because you don't know what really is real. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everything is on the table. Everything is on I the mean, table. The craziest theory could be the way it all plays out. And uh, and, and and I watched a YouTube clip with uh, it was with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, and they were talking about the movie. And and she was saying how, you know, I, I went through the script and she's like, I had one picture in my head of what I thought was going to happen. And I was completely wrong. So she was like, just mm-hmm. like. No, but but she was saying how how she was pleasantly surprised by by the direction it went in because it was something just way off from what she was even thinking. So, hmm. so it sounds interesting. So, uh, your, your thoughts, are on the uh, on the trailer, and yeah, and, and and just does this amp you up to see the movie? Does it does it make you feel like eh? Tell me what you're feeling. I feel about this trailer kind of similar to how I felt about the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Mm-hmm. Like you've already got my money. You got my money. I'm I'm in. I'm going to see it no matter what you put out for a trailer. It could be like just Keanu reading a book in a metal folding chair for two minutes, and I'd still be like, all right, I'm curious to see how this works into the plot, but I'm still getting a ticket. However, I, I feel like the more you're giving me, the less excited I am. I'm still excited, but I don't have the giddiness that I did before. Like, yeah, it's cool to see all that. But after a while, I'm like, ah, I don't want to see all this in the trailer. Like, I kind of like how what you've what you were doing before mm-hmm. was very calculated to not give me the movie. You gave yeah. me glimpses of, of what it looks like. I kind of got a picture of like, OK, here's some new characters. 
but I, I wasn't getting, oh, and this is kind of what the story is going to be. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting that, which I, I appreciate. I actually like that, especially for this kind of movie where you're like, oh my gosh, who knows what the frat could happen with this? I mean, it's anyone's guess. Like Bo-Katan could show up in the middle of this movie and I'd be like, fair enough. <laughs> it could happen. Sure. Why not? I mean, it's, it, you know, you, you're the ones who kind of gave us this, you know, absolutely bat spit crazy world where all this stuff is happening. Sure. Why not? Okay, fine. But I don't want to see all of that. I don't like, I didn't want to see in Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, don't start giving me the story. I'll, I'll go to the movie and I will see the story. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of bugged me. And especially kind of like going back to, again, Trinity, like not spoilers because if if you've seen the trailer, you know you'll you'll know this. But again, we have Trinity saying, you know, she saw something in a dream, and then this is the end of the dream. It's like okay, I get that kind of relates and is parallel to kind of how things were, but I don't want to see that now. Like I wanted yeah. that to. Be, I want a lot of these things that I just saw. I would have rather them been a surprise during the movie. I felt like I got plenty in the trailer, plenty. And I understand, like you got to sell a movie, you got to show people, you got to really. Pull them in. However, mm-hmm. do we really need to like almost like do we really need to, you know, twist people's arms to go to a Marvel movie? I don't think so. Yeah. Like there's plenty of people like people are lining up to see this. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that you really need to twist people's arm that hard. And especially for a movie like this, because the more mysterious it is, the more it's kind of on brand for 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 this franchise and the more it fits the mold. And I think that's more what people would want to go and see yeah. is the mystery. So, I mean, I enjoyed the trailer. Like there's a lot of cool visuals and stuff like that, but it started to give me too much. And I kind of wish I could a little mind wipey and, and not have seen it and been, yeah. And yeah. been surprised with all this. There, there, there was a point as I was watching it, you know, especially some of the stuff with Trinity toward the end where I, I just was, I was getting a little nervous that they were, you know, showing too much. And yeah, but, I still don't know. I can't make heads or tails of what the heck is going on. I mean, if I were to start a theory now after seeing that, you know, there, there's a couple scenes where you see Neo kind of looking at a, what looks like a movie screen and watching scenes from what what is really the original trilogy playing out. Mm-hmm. So is there just a new generation of, you know, these freedom fighters who are trying to to get him to remember something you know, the machines have rebooted him. He's do you know, there, there's just a lot that, that's just hard to kind of like piece together from it all. But yet, like you said, kind of like, don't give away the farm, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I would be content if this is all we get for new content until it comes out, because I want to be pleasantly surprised. I want to sit down and enjoy this and, and not have any preconceptions, and I will have my little pad out uh, to to take track and keep score of the real and the Jeroni to make sure I am going to thwart Uncle Todd one more time. You're you're not going to be able to if you're doing that. You're going to miss stuff. This is the kind of movie I, where you can't you can't keep track. You can't look at attention. your phone. You go. You make sure that you like you've peed like four times before you go into the theater to make mm-hmm. sure you are like bone dry. Like you are, you're borderline <laughs> dehydrated to make sure that you don't have to get up at any point because who knows what will happen. I don't want the 64 ounce water. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't need that. I haven't had any, I haven't had any liquids for two days now. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm a husk. I'm going to fall over here, but I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> I am I am desiccated at this point. <laughs> so, 
The Matrix looking interesting. Very, very excited about it after this trailer today. But as as I think we can both agree upon, let, let us not share any more content. Let us keep it a mystery and, and get it across the finish line here and, and surprise us, entertain us. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping this this movie, you know, really brings an, an interesting angle to it and, and kind of not so much redeems it because I don't feel it needs any redemption from my perspective, but I know a lot of fans did not like the third movie. Mm. And I, uh, I'm just kind of hoping this is kind of a nice bookend to that whole, you know, kind of arc or, or at least takes it to a place where it kind of brings a little more, you know, sense and context to what we saw. So we shall see. Yeah. I hope it's a lot more Mando than episode nine. Mm. I'm hoping that this is just used to, okay, here's some, Here's some bumps that we can kind of smooth out yeah. or that we can kind yeah. of fill in these blanks and it makes things kind of fit a little bit better. And we actually make this character a little bit better without having to go back and retcon the whole thing, which is right. what I felt they were trying to do with episode nine. So, yeah, it, more of the more of the former, not the latter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that, my friends, is the Weekend Geek. Well, once again, sir, thank you for your internet sleuthing, searching, and well, actually, I can't say that because I sent like a third of this to you. So, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of whole like like a whole lot of research that went into this this uh, segment this time yeah. around. This was uh, I saw this on YouTube. Let's, let's oh, watch geez. things and talk about them. Well, hey, don't don't dismiss that because that's what uh that's what our man Keb Smith, you know, my good friend Keb Smith. I like to call him Keb. That's our that's my little buddy name for him. That's what Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin do. They essentially just, hey, what'd you watch this week? Okay, I watched this. Let's talk for three hours and profit. Uh, <laughs> profit. Actually, I don't know how much. I don't know if actually they they've got a sponsor. We need to get ourselves a sponsor. We ought to we ought to go after the the, the fat man beyond sponsor. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about uh how, how do you feel about uh, shilling for Manscape? I I don't know how to f- answer that. <laughs> Would you be willing to try some products out and, and oh. do some testimonials? No. <laughs> Just picture that, especially if you forget your glasses. You be in the bathroom and your wife all of a sudden you. Ah! Oh gosh! It's caught! caught! Oh gosh! Just oh my goodness! <laughs> Let's move on. Cut the power to the house! Cut the power! <laughs> Oh, dear. No, <laughs> we need to find a different sponsor than that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, what, yeah, what minute are we on? To, and we've got off the rails. <laughs> oh, we were off the rails within 30 seconds of the show starting. Oh, that's right. When you choked on your saliva. <laughs> yeah, when I was waterboarding myself to death over here. <laughs> and Patrick's outside. I think he I think he ran out for coffee or something. So he wouldn't have, he would have come back and I'm just in a pile on the floor and probably just went like oh well <laughs> it would have been like serves you right all those times you yelled at me yeah he would have hung up it would have been it would have been like at seven he would have hung up a bunch of the little christmas tree air fresheners and just left me here <laughs> oh, gosh. oh dear wow. which you know fair enough mm. hey if that's the way i go i probably had it coming to me but anyways, we've got some uh, we've got some fan theories to to go through here and to talk about with Spider Man No Way Home's premiere coming right around the fracking corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got things to talk about here, sir. So uh, why don't we run these down once again? We uh, we kind of give you the format of this. Of course, if you've 
heard this before, then you know exactly what's going on. Uh, we talk about a fan theory and then we decide if it's the real, which would represent true. Yes, it's totally going to happen. Or the jabroni, which means ain't no way it's happening. No way, no how, which in the grand scheme of things, when we say it's going to be jabroni and chances are it's going to happen. So, but just keep that in mind. And it is here that we speculate, we hypothecate. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> we we ruminate and eventually we do adjudicate. <laughs> Why? Like what, what I did I, there? <laughs> what I what I do to deserve this? This and Patrick. What did I do? What did I do in a former life to deserve this? <laughs> Drank too much and needed a ride home. That's what you did. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Never mind. Carry on. And of course the uh, the the stakes here because we got to have some stakes. Uh, we we got to have some stakes for this. So at the end of this, when uh, we count all these up and see who is more right than the other, then a bottle of of whiskey of the winner's choosing shall be sent from the loser to the winner. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Keep it simple. Did I, did I get all that right? Uh, you got it all right, sir. Okay. I, I Usually you do all that, but I wanted to do a little bit of the heavy lifting since you did like 95% of the work for this episode. I felt guilty. No, I really did. Well, come on. You you do your share when you produce all this stuff and put in all the cool sound effects and, and make, make me sound somewhat articulate. So come on now. Well, I just, I mostly like to do the editing because I like to listen to the sound of my own voice. It's very <laughs> soothing. Like, so it's like an ego trip is what you say. I just sit here listening. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I sound good. Oh, <laughs> So smart. So smart and witty. Oh, oh. And then I remember, my wife has not listened to a single minute of this <laughs> podcast ever. Good Lord. Maybe I'm not a good oh. judge of my own wittiness. Yes. My own wittitude. Anywho, Anywho. what do we got here for questions, sir? Let's All right. run this down. So Let's I've, do it. I kind of broken these up. and so, so we have about 31 we got to get through. Some of these are, 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 are not terribly deep. You know, we'll we'll kind of fly through the ones we can, but but I did break them up into it. Kind of created little themes around some of them. So you are worse than Hulk Hogan. This one uh, I'm I'm affectionately calling in or out because uh, let's face it, this this movie amongst all the movies we've talked about uh, has quite a bit of speculation around who exactly is going to show up and who's not. So yes, a, a cast of thousands apparently is is going to be in this movie. And when you bring in rumors that this could bring together, you know, the prior two Spider-Men of uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and then all the characters related to those movies, it just opens a door for a flood of speculation of who could appear on screen. So these next few are all going to be about who are we actually going to see in this movie. Mm-hmm. First one, Tobey Maguire will appear as alt-universe Spider-Man, the real or the jabroni. Uh, that's the real. I think I think this is like one of the worst kept secrets in Hollywood at this point. I will agree with you because I, I I've really tried to avoid now. Now, some may chuckle at this because, you know, it's like, well, of course, you know, we read the, the, the dirt sheets or whatever. And it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm really trying to avoid spoilers because I want to go to the theater and, and just you know, see it for myself and not have any sort of foreknowledge. Mm -hmm. So yes, some of these may be very obvious, but we are, and and I, I do trust uncle Todd that he has not been uh, reading through and, and, and getting uh, a head start on all these rumors. Do I look like I'm that dedicated? Seriously? Well, you, you you know, when, when bourbon's on the line, you, you, you do some amazing things, sir. So (laughs) that is true. You, you are right. Okay. (laughs) 
Fair enough. Next question. Make him humble. Next question. Andrew Garfield will appear as alt universe Spider-Man. And we'll go with a reel on that one as well. Uh-huh. I will concur on that as well. Uh, another worst kept secret. Uh, this one may may fall under worst kept secret as well. So we know the character is going to appear, but this one is William Defoe will appear as Green Goblin. So I don't know. Actually, if this... so first of all, I got to correct you. It's Willem. Oh, not Willem. William. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't want Willem Defoe's craziness showing up on my doorstep. Like you got my name wrong. Like ah, yeah. He's he's a genuinely creepy cat, but apparently he's also like a sweetheart of a human being. So nice. But yeah. So uh, see. Hmm. I'm going with my gut on this one. I'm going to say the real because they're really shooting for the moon on this. And I doubt they're going to even have him like appear as in like necessarily like acting, acting. I I bet it's going to be a lot of voiceover. So, yeah, I think it's the real. Okay, All right. So I will put that down the real for Uncle Todd. Yeah, I will go with that as well, because I think, you know, if if you're bringing all these different villains back, he's 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 got to play it. He's got to play it because James Franco didn't do anything. So. (laughs) Sorry, but okay. Wow. Well, well, I, I thought he played. Didn't he try to play a version of Green Goblin at one point? I don't know. I just wasn't expecting this whole like, well, I hope Wilma the Foe's in it and screw this other guy. Like, well, oh, jeez. <laughs> what did he ever do to you, sir? Well, my goodness. He owe you five bucks or something? Maybe. Bottom oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, oh, yeah, that I can. I totally understand. Then never mind. Uh, Carry on. And now we get into kind of the uh, the the interesting ones here. He was a punk. Yes. So this one, sir, Miles mm. Morales will make his MCU debut as an alt universe <laughs> Spider-Man. What say you know, the real or the jabroni? Man, I want to say the real because I just want all the Spider-Man action that we can get. However. At a certain point, you got to save some. And I think where they're already doing, you know, the animated Miles Morales, I think that is the perfect venue for Miles Morales. And I think it just gets, starts getting to be too much. Like right. you only have a couple hours. I mean, what? The movie's probably what, like two, two twenty, I'm guessing. Yeah. So there's only but so much time and there's already a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to have to go jabroni, even though I'd love to say real. I would much rather see... Miles Morales make his debut live action in a movie where you actually can get more of the character and it wouldn't be like a, Hey guys. And that's it. You mm, know? Yeah. I, Oh, I'm struggling on this one. I want to say the real, but when I played this as the, with the George Costanza principle last time I, I was victorious. And so I'm wondering, you if did I need, well. Yes. I need to stay with the George Costanza principle. And as much as I would like to see miles Morales in this, I too will, will say jabroni on this one. Yeah. So I'm trying to find one. where the runtime is. Do they have the, Oh, Oh, actually runtime is two and a half hours, dude. Yeah. Two thirty. Like, wow, that's okay. So yeah, we're, I was, you know, about right, but man, that's, that's a long Spider-Man movie. Well, there's a lot of other characters that could appear, right? True. Very true. Uh, one of them being uh, Kirsten Dunst. Mary Jane Watson will appear. The real or the jabroni? I think that's jabroni because I think I actually did hear something about that and that I think she said she was out. All right. I think. But I could be. T- let's let's face it. Given my fantasy football record, I could totally be wrong about anything. What, what do you think? Are we going to get the Dunst? I'm going to say the real. 
Oh, going out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I think uh, we could see her. I don't. Well, I mean, if I say yes to her, I got to say yes to Emma Stone. So our next one is Emma Stone appears as Gwen Stacy. Uh, No. Jabroni. Don't think it? I could just say the real for all of these and just take my chances on the percentage, I guess. But yeah. I, I just feel like there's a certain point where you, you can't have all of these characters. And it, at some point, even though you're like, oh, it'd be cool if we could have just like a quick flyby of these people. It's like, man, really? Again, it's it's getting too fancy, too cute. That's what yeah. I think. Uh, I think I'm going to go Jabroni as well. And I'm kind of rethinking the Kirsten Dunst one now. But Too late. It's written in stone. Not true. Not true. I can use the <laughs> well, delete I key. <laughs> I don't mean literally, you tool bag. <laughs> I mean that we're on to the next question. Like it's it's like in chess. You took your hand off the piece. That that move is made now. Oh boy. Oh boy. You are worse than Hulk Hogan. Now here's an interesting one. Daredevil will make his MCU debut. There's been a fair amount of buzz on this one. I and this is for me not chatter. really not even trying to listen to the chatter. It, it just keeps kind of coming out that, oh, yeah, maybe this is this is this and this is this is this is where we get Daredevil in the MCU finally. Um, I mean, it would make sense because I have a feeling that, that Spidey is is going to the pokey and is going to need himself a, a public defender. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it almost feels like that thing where there's so much buzz about it. It's like this is totally. Um, oh, what's. I cannot remember the damn, I want to say Morpheus, but that's the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And it's not Morbius because that's the Sony spider Venomverse thing. Who am I thinking of here? Mephisto. Oh, Mephisto. It's, it's almost like there's so much buzz about it. Like, oh, this is where it happened. It's, it, then it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that sort of thing. Um, <sighs> ah, hell with it. I'm going to go real. I was hoping you were going to say Jabroni because I'm going to go the real as well. All right. All right. And my reasons are I I feel that Daredevil making an appearance is more likely than Miles Morales. I'll just say that. Yes, I would agree. And and you can do it in a much more low-key way where you could have – it doesn't necessarily have to – because it's the character. Right. It's uh, Matt Murdock, I think, is the the real name. You know, not the – as uh, Spidey would say, not our made-up names. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, you could just have him appear there and technically Daredevil's in it. So, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that that could happen. Right. And again, more likely than Miles. All right. So, so far, you and I only differ on the number five. With mm. Kirsten Dunst. OK, great. I'm going to live and die on the Kirsten Dunst appearance. Wonderful. Yep. As it should be. He was a punk. Number eight. Venom will make his presence felt in the story. I think this is the real because I don't think there's a reason why you do that glitchy sort of thing at the end of um, yep. of the second Venom movie if you don't get mm-hmm. him in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see why you would then save it for like, oh, this is going to be in the fourth Spider-Man movie. Like, no, no, this has got to be setting this up. Yeah. Like, you're setting up some serious pins and we're going to knock one down right here. Unless... Unless they're setting it up for him to make maybe an end credits appearance where he is the villain in whatever the follow on movie to this is going to be. I mean, it could be, but that's making his presence felt. I mean, well, it, 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 in it's the end just, credits, you would qualify that as making one's presence felt in the story. 
Uh, it depends on what the end credits is, on what the scene is, because I mean, there's been if, some end if, credit if, scenes that are pretty dang important. If the plot has... No, no. Hold, hold on. If the plot has taken place, if the movie has come to a conclusion, if there is an ending to the movie, mm-hmm. and he appears in the end credits, you would count that as still making his presence felt on the story that you're watching. It very well could, because... Again, it, it depends on the quality and the amount. Uh, like, okay, so, so did would Wong, you say... Did Wong make his presence felt in Shang-Chi? Oh, you bet your ass he did. <laughs> Wong, master wait, of wait, stage wait, wait. And, and song, yes. Wait, sorry, wrong person. Bruce Banner. Did Bruce Banner make his presence felt in Shang-Chi because he was in the end credit scene? No, but again, it's it depends on what you have that character doing. Now, would you say that the end credit scene of Ghostbusters impacted the story that was told i think it does because it shows that that story isn't over it's continuing and it and it adds some depth in in kind of a retro uh not retrospective but it kind of adds depth after it's a it's an interesting epilogue that helps to inform and also carry the story forward it depends on what you put in that end credit scene it could be very impactful i'm not saying that i'm just saying that they've they've invested that the fact that you okay? So not to get into stu- again, not to get into studio politics, but here let me talk about studio politics. <laughs> let so, me tell you something, brother. You are worse than Hulk Hogan. There was this whole big thing about Sony finally lending Spidey back to Marvel because they always kept the rights. That's why you kept on getting more Spider-Man movies so they could keep the rights. And they want and Marvel wanted him back badly to fit into the MCU. And it was a it was a okay, we'll lend the character to you, but we are keeping everybody else from the Spider-Man universe that we bought the rights to. So that's why you were going to have this whole Venomverse thing. And you're going to have all these movies like Morbius and all this that are that are centered around Venom and keeping those separate to the point where, where Venom does not have the spider logo on his chest or anything like that in those movies because it's separate from the MCU. If you're going to the trouble of all of a sudden doing something that all of these contracts were specifically written to not allow, and you get these two companies to agree to that and then say, oh, and by the way, here's J. Jonah Jameson from the MCU popping into the Venomverse. I don't think that you go through all of that trouble to not have Venom at least have somewhat something important happen. So even if it's a post-credit scene, I'm going to guess you're, you're doing something to leverage him in a significant way, sort of like... Sort of like the post-credit scene with uh, uh, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Sam Jackson taking out the pager. Then he dusts. Mother. <laughs> and what do we see on the pager? Captain Marvel's logo. Mm-hmm. Pretty impactful because now you're like, holy crap. I mean, you'd say that had an impact. But I would argue it has an impact for what's to come, not what I just saw. Um true but that's, i'm just saying that's you, what i'm trying to argue make, is that there there's a, there's an impact on on the events mm-hmm. that you're you're watching and then there's an impact on the things that are yet to happen and that is totally true but what i'm saying is that an impact can be made in that it can i think it can also be made in terms of then informing the story you've just seen we haven't i mean granted right. we they haven't really done that but marvel's really freaking good at this so i wouldn't put it past them that's why i'm saying like even if it's in that sense I can't count it out. So, yeah, real. Right. Sign me up. All right. Well, we both said the real. So, whatever happens, we'll each get a point or not. 
number nine, Vulture will return. So this is the Michael Keaton character. Yeah. Will he return and round out what is shaping up to be the Sinister Six? The real? Or well, the real? you're just having him as 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 he'll return. Not that he's def- necessarily going to join the bad guys. So, or yes, I, right I I'm sorry. I will. Yes. Yeah. Council will will retract that last statement. Okay, thank the, you. The statement that we are uh, adjudicating here is Vulture will return. Real. All right. Yep. If only because I think Michael Keaton is like, I be, I get to be in the DC universe and the Marvel universe all in kind of like one calendar year. Ah, <laughs> uh, just house money at this point. Oh. This Michael Keaton playing with house money, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I, I got to go home and watch Birdman again. That was <laughs> that. <laughs> that was such an absolutely bat spit crazy movie. Yeah. Edward Norton. I mean, oh, it was, it was ludicrous. Yep. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, this one's interesting. Mysterio, who is played by Jake Gyllenhaal from, what was it? Spider-Man Far Away From Home? Okay. Far From Home. Far From Home. Mysterio is not dead and is part of the story. The real or the jabroni. So in our pre-production meeting, I had I, I had like the the craziest... Crazier than this, that not only is Mysterio not dead and is part of the story, but in that alternate universe, Mysterio is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, From God, the mind I of Uncle that. Todd. <laughs> I want that to be the case, but it's so totally not going to be. No, I, I think uh, that's jabroni. I don't think they're bringing him back. I think I don't think that's a necessary thing right now. All right. I would uh, concur. I I do not believe those rumors will be true. Make him humble. Next one. Paul Giamatti returns as Rhino. Uh, jabroni. Really? Yeah. I mean, I. how many bad guys do you really need? Well, and, and of the bad guys who have been in Spider-Man movies, so so now we have to do like a top, you know, well, I, I'm not asking us to do a top list or anything, but it's like you got to have like a top five ranking. You know what I mean? Like, is Rhino really up there? Is is that your lead heel? Like, let's let's put it into pro wrestling terms, okay? <laughs> Who's your lead heel, all right? And then who are the, you know, the four or five that, that follow that lead heel? Like, it seems like Doc Ock, he's high up there. Green Goblin, he's high up there. What are some of the other ones? Uh, let's see. Electro, he's high up there. Sandman, meh, maybe. But I, I just, I don't know. What do you think? Rhino? No. Yeah. I mean, I think at certain, but then again, at, at a certain point, every rogues gallery there is that sort of line where you where you cross where you're like, okay, you just needed another baddie and you were totally out of ideas. And they I, they did that to perfection in the Lego Batman movie mm-hmm. where they started getting into Condiment King, Polka Dot Man, <laughs> Egghead, and you know I was like, oh my gosh, those are real, and and all of those were actual characters from the comics. I'm actually going to go the real on this one. Really? Oh yeah. All right. All right. Oh yeah. You're you're in on Rhino. I I think he, because there's a statement. Yeah, you know that, this is you know this is Rhino with an I and not a Y, not the former ECW <laughs> guy, right? <laughs> no, really. That? Oh, okay. I I need to retract. I, I just to want to retract. make sure. I mean, uh, but then again, if that gets us like RVD in a, in a cameo, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right with that. <laughs> RVD in high times. <laughs> Actually. You know what would be great? The one the one person from wrestling that I really want to be in a movie but probably will never happen. I want to see Paul Heyman in a movie. Oh, gosh. But just in one of those movies that's like experimental and totally improv just so he could just be absolutely nuts and do whatever he wants. <laughs> he would I'd just talk about himself probably for the whole time. And I'm okay with that. 
I could, I could listen to Paul. I could, I could right now. Lesnar. No, no, you have to. Brock. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah, are you okay over there? Jeez. I think I almost horked up my appendix. I was going to say, God. you're going to blow out a vocal cord if you aren't careful, mister. Good but, Lord. I mean, it's, it is 9.27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right now as we are recording. I am, I've just had a full day of work. I didn't get a great night of sleep last night. If Paul Heyman walked to this office right now, I would spend the next 12 hours listening to him talk <laughs> about wrestling. And I would be wrapped the entire time. Yes. I, I could do that. Yep. I could do that. Yep. Just give me like every give me like a bathroom break every hour and a seltzer. And I'm good. I'm good. That's how in on Paul Heyman I am. How do we, how the hell do we get to Paul Heyman here? So you okay? So you're going with real? All right, good enough. Yeah. Sorry, I took us way off. That's track okay. On. That's all right. Uh, next one. Draw me money. Um, now I don't know who this villain is because I never watched the Andrew Garfield movies and I did not watch Spider Man Three with Tobey Maguire. So the Scorpion will appear. So I'm gonna go on a limb and say jabroni on that one. Well, uh, so that character has already appeared in the MCU. He was at the end of Homecoming. Oh, in the cutscene with Vulture when he's in the po- in the pokey. Oh, and the guy who comes up to him, he has the scorpion tattoo on his neck. Ah. However, I don't know that I see him getting added into this. I mean, maybe, maybe there's something. Maybe they have. But maybe if, the reason if Vulture is going to appear, right? Yeah, I'm changing my answer now. Fair enough. You, we didn't go on to a new one, so I'm going to go Jabroni. I, yeah, I just I think that there's a line, and I think that we're just starting to add in too many characters, and I think there's more important characters to focus on. All right. Of course, uh, that means he'll be integral to the storyline. Yeah, pretty much, and and I will reign victorious once again. So you said Jabroni, correct? Yes, sir, I did. All right. All right so um, we have two more to go here. This next one: Sandman and Rhino appear. Then leave for a wine fueled week in Napa Valley, and tomfoolery ensues. The real I'm not drinking or- any more fucking Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a great Paul Giamatti impression, there, sir. This is totally the real. I w- and I want. I just want this movie. Like I want. Oh. I want Sideways Two to basically be in the MCU. That's what I want. <laughs> so you're saying the real? Essentially, the same movie just with superpowers. Now it'd be it'd be actually I would I would watch any movie like that. Like it's this, but with superpowers this time. It's a total shot for shot remake, but now people have superpowers. You could just it, that could be so insane. Oh, it'd be great. Hmm. Uh, no, of course that's Jabro. All right, all right. As much as I want it, as much as I want it, it's not happening. Hopefully, our our, our listeners are are wise to the fact that Sandman, uh, played by Thomas Hayden Church, Rhino, played by Paul Giamatti, were in an early two thousands movie called Sideways, uh, mm-hmm. where two friends leave for a wine field weekend in Napa Valley and Tom Fuller answers. So, now where's a is it Sandra O? Oh? Is that yeah Sandra O? Oh and okay, um, oh, I'm trying to think of. Oh I can't goodness. remember who anyone else in that movie. I just remember Sandra Oh was was really funny in it. Yeah, she was very good in it, and um, she's good in everything though. Like, I, oh, Vir- so Virginia Madsen. Gosh, I can't place her right off the top of my head, and I just I closed my IMDb window. Well, there <laughs> there's, it's too late to go back. <laughs> it's too late. Sandra Oh ought to be in more stuff. I that's just my contention. She's probably been in like fifty movies this year, and I just haven't caught them. Mm. But I 
I really enjoy her whenever she's playing a character. Agreed. Next. Agreed. Uh, okay, so we both said jabroni for that. And finally, wrapping up the inner out uh, section of this real or jabroni, Wanda shows up in a post credit scene. This is one I threw in here, but here's my reasoning for throwing it in. Because this is okay. dealing with multiversal elements. Yes. It stands to reason. And, well, sorry, that's one thing. Second thing is, we know she's going to be in the next Doctor Strange. Yes. So, because Doctor Strange is a critical, you know, point or character in this upcoming movie, it would stand to reason she would make an appearance in a post-credit scene, if not in the movie itself. But it feels like too much for her to appear in the movie. It does. It really does. And there's and it's a long ways between here and Doctor Strange 2. Yes. I think it's it's over a year. Because I think that one got pushed back to 23, didn't it? Or it's it's late 22 if it is happening. Uh, no, Doctor Strange will be in June, I think. Of, oh, of, okay. Of so there was one that got pushed that seemed like it was going to be. Oh, it was Quantumania. Yeah, Quantumania, I think, got shoved out. Yeah, that one got pushed way out down the line. I was like, geez, okay, I guess ain't nothing happening there. Oh, geez. Gosh, I, 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 fine, I'll go with real. Just twist my arm. I, I that is, and that is more me hoping that it happens, really, All than right. than actually believing it. But oh well. All right, just gonna copy me, just because of the Kirsten, oh, Dunst, uh, Kirsten Dunst selection there. I hope she appears. I will laugh out loud in the theater if she appears. I will say victory is mine, and then people will throw things at me. All right, uh, this, as well they should. This next section of 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 three items, I uh, well. I, I creatively entitled the Sinister Six. But there's only three questions. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I decided to go in half. Does it discount no. Sinister Six? Exactly. Well, and, and actually, two of them aren't even really a real jabroni, but we'll talk about it when we get there. All right. So <laughs> just just hear me out. So What's going on here, man? <laughs> so the first, what the hell is happening right now? So the first one is the Sinister Six will form. So what, what this is saying is, if you say it's the real, it means at some point in the movie, they will identify themselves as the Sinister Six. Like, we will know for certain that is what they are. Okay. The real or the jabroni? I'm going to go jabroni. All right. I don't think they're going to have the name and the t-shirts and everything printed up yet. I'm going to go the real. Okay. So you, the thing is, you just don't want the, you don't want the whole thing hinging on Kirsten Dunst. I don't. That's it. I don't. You, Once again, you don't I want stand this whole up. thing. To- <laughs> Someone says Sinister Six. I'm going to see like, there it is. There it is. Free Either range agency, or, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to us. After, after the post credit scene is over and it's like everything has gone off, the screen's gone black, the lights have come up, and Tim's just weeping. <laughs> just weeping. What have I done? I she was going to be in the movie. And people are like, oh, my gosh. she's Somebody get the police. I think he's a, he's a Kirsten Dunst stalker. Oh, my gosh. So what, what I decided to do with this next one is it's not – I mean, I guess you could go real a jabroni on it, but I just thought we could each kind of, you know, come up with our lineup for the Sinister Six. Five out of the six have been have have already appeared in the trailer, so it's really it's really not much of a selection. It's like you're selecting one person. So okay. if you think they are going to be a Sinister Six group, there's like I said, there's five that have been um, identified in the trailer: Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, Sandman, and Lizard. Who is that six one going to be? So I put for mine Vulture, mm-hmm. and so so the idea here is, it, it, you know, if I get this right, then I would get the two points, like the real, you know, it, like like if I selected, you know, the real and it was real, and 
I was the only one that was right, then I would get it. Now, if for you, sir, if you go the same, then we'll get a point each. But if you want to choose someone different, that's great. And then you get the points if you're right. I think we are going to get yes. two Doc Ox. Really? No, not really. I just I really enjoyed um, Catherine Hahn's Doc Ock from uh, the Into the Spider Spider Verse movie, and I'm bummed ah. that because she's playing Agatha, that we won't. She's not going to be Doc Ock in live action because I thought I thought she was great, and of course I just need more uh, Catherine Hahn in my life in, on, in, on a general basis. Um, see, I, I don't know that many. I don't know Spidey's Rogues Gallery that well mm-hmm. yeah i mean I'll, I'll go with vulture yeah i'll I'll play this one strategically really so you wouldn't take a chance on venom no because i think that they've spent a lot of time invested in in making venom kind of an anti-hero and i don't think that that sony is gonna dig you know taking this the hero of their venom verse and like oh by the way we're turning him into a baddie mm. uh then no you're not yeah, I don't. I don't think that they would go for that. I, I, I just think from a logistical standpoint, Venom's off the table as far as a bad guy. If he is, if he shows up and is kind of a bad guy, it'll be a misunderstanding, and he'll end up being a good guy by the end of the flick. Ah, well, that that brings up. Well, I guess we already have enough of these, but it, it brings up an interesting real of jabroni we could do, which is: Will Venom join the fight? Uh, it's it's really so the thing is it's not it's officially really on the list, to, but I'm just saying it's one. You know, based on what you just said, it just made me think of that. Yeah, it's it's just really hard to even figure out where he's going to fit in the movie. To me, I think he's def- I think Venom is definitely going to be in the movie uh, for reasons I've stated before. I just don't know how much he's actually going to have to do with the the actual movie because there's a whole lot of moving parts here. Yeah, and Venom is a is a huge character, mm-hmm. like a very 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 big character. You've already had two movies on its own. I just don't know how you weave him into all of this significantly enough to do justice to the character or if it becomes a hey venom kind of shows up at some point towards the end as a as a tease for what because we now know that uh, apparently marvel and sony have an agreement for tom holland to be in several more spider-man movies Mm -hmm. it would make a lot of sense that the next spider-man movie would have to do with venom it would make it would make a whole lot of sense especially since you're already setting this up as hey they now exist in the same universe right you kind of got to at this point, yeah. I think. All right. So you're going to go and play it safe and keep it all even. I, I don't got much choice. Uh, I don't know anyone else. Don't know anyone else. So j- just for the record, the official sixth slot has been uh, chosen by both myself and Uncle Todd as the Vulture. So Yep. All right. Even though if I go back to the Vulture, oh, you did say the real. Okay, you're at least consistent. All right. I can't pick on you for that. Mm-hmm. All right. This next section I call the Multiverse of Madness, which is part of the title of the Doctor Strange sequel. But here we go. When Doctor Strange's spell goes wrong, because we see him cast a spell. He was a punk. To help mm-hmm. young Peter. Uh, is when the multiverse starts to form. So what I mean by this is when he's doing the spell, because we as the audience are privy to the events of Loki and understanding that at some point everything starts to splinter off into a multiverse because Kang no longer or or he who remains no longer has control and eventually gets killed. Mm. What I'm basically saying is here, those two events kind of combine. So Doctor Strange does the spell. The multiverse is starting to form. 
and this is where things kind of go off the rails. Okay, so this is the this is the point where things begin to branch. Is yes. what you're saying? Okay. And the reason for that is when we see that scene of the spell as short as it is in the trailer, there is a purple hue to it that is very similar to what we saw in Loki. Yes. I think it kind of has to be because in the trailer that I'm not so excited about having seen more than I wanted to see, it really kind of, they almost serve it up to you like, yeah, the, the multiverse is something we know little about. Like, yeah. I think that's got to be the real. They, they already kind of serve that up, which I mean, it's not that big of a secret. It kind of seemed like they were going to they were going to do this in one of these movies. And as soon as you kind of have this sort of weirdness happening, it's like, yeah, this is totally where it's got to happen. I'm going to say the real as well. Um, the other reason is as part of the story, I wonder if we find out that it really had nothing to do with with the spell kind of going off the rails that we end up finding out it really had nothing to do with Peter distracting Dr. Strange and more to do with the fact that the spell he was putting out there was just, you know, interlocking with that event. So you're saying it's a, it could be another event coincidentally happening at the same time as, as the, as a spell. I I guess that differently is the spell didn't go off the rails, but the spell kind of, as he's doing it, the multiverse is starting and the spell is kind of, uh, how do I say it? Weakening reality as it is. And so it just kind of like lends itself to just kind of the events playing out. Like the the straw that breaks the camel's back kind of, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's less about gotcha. Peter distracting him and more about the multiverse forming. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, we both said the real, but I was just trying to be ultra mm-hmm. clear. Next one. Make him humble. Alt-universe Spider-Men. So that means uh, Toby and Andrew show up. Oh, dude. Wouldn't, we, wouldn't it be great if we some, like we don't get Miles Morales, but just... Just as like the the surprise to end all surprises, we get Nick Cage's noir Spider-Man in live action. Oh, I'd pay good money to see that. Oh, that'd be fan freaking tastic. Oh, anyways, see that. Yes, you will pay good money, and Marvel will get all of it. So let's say yes. I think uh, I think it's the real. Okay, yeah, say the real. Oops, real. Yeah, I I spelled real with two (laughs) A's. Uh, before I move on to the next one, just to pause for a minute and swing things back over to the uh, 2021 fantasy football campaign. Uh, the man they call Tim is leading 214 to 202. Uh, the New England Patriots defense uh, is putting up a paltry seven points, but Stefan Diggs is being kept in check. Buffalo is being held to seven points. I have uh, all the faith in the world that the New England defense will come through for yours truly. I'm still at a 49% chance to win, but I believe I will swing that over into above 50 once the second half starts. That is all. You are worse than Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. That was borderline Pat Summerall. I was expecting (laughs) you to come back second and eight. Thanks, John. I really do. I, I mean, we don't. We haven't talked about Bill Simmons in on a long time, and no, kind of rightfully so. I don't. I don't even know what he's. I don't even know that he's writing anymore. I mm. think he's just doing podcasts and stuff. Yeah. But his theory that that Pat Summerall had really passed away like five years before he did, and that they were using video game Pat Summerall as <laughs> as John Madden's broadcasting partner, <laughs> it's so believable because there was there really wasn't. I don't know it. You could have done it. You could have pulled it off. I know. Oh, thank God. That'd be funny. Anyways, uh, moving right along. The Multiverse of Madness. Wong returns with the real Doctor Strange. I probably should have done this. This one's kind of out of order, but we'll just go with it. Or or do you you want me to jump to 21 and do that first? 
No, no, no. This is fine. Right. I, I think people know where the next two are heading. You know, I, I there is some credence to this because uh, if if anyone knows this better, the Wong knows that you can check out, but you may never leave. Mm-hmm. Mm, words of wisdom from the man known as Wong. Mm-hmm. Sing along Sing with Wong. Wong. Yes. Oh, God. why can't we have that? Why? <laughs> why? I, I so want. We kind of had it in Shang Chi, at the no, end. No, I want the. I want a weekly game show. Oh, good lord! Benedict Wong with other Marvel with other Marvel actors, sing along with Wong. Just a karaoke <laughs> show. It would be fan freaking tastic, dude. You're telling me you wouldn't watch that? No, I would. It's and just- especially if they had like an open bar. Oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> oh god. Like it'd be, it'd be, do you remember back when Jimmy Kimmel first started his his late night show? And I think they had an open bar, and guests were just getting like plastered oh, by the end of the show. No, it I was don't like back in that. like back in the seventies when like people would actually bring like drinks out onto the set of the Tonight Show. Oh my god! And they'd be yeah, you know, and smoking, of course. And, of you know, course, of course. Yeah, it was great. Anyways, um, I I think this is jabroni. I think it is. I I'm I'm thinking more and more. It is it is uh, Stephen Strange. It's not. It's not an impersonator. I'm going to go with the real on this one. Oh, okay. And I will go a step further and say the real on the next one. Uh, Number 21, finally, finally, Mephisto is impersonating Doctor Strange. (laughs) You You have to go all the way. Finally. That's right. Mephisto has come back to the MCU. There we go. There we go. After millions and millions of fan theories. And millions. Uh, I'm going to go with Jabroni. Ah, so once again, Mephisto is the deciding factor, I think. Yep. And you know what? Much like mutants, I'm probably going to take a bath on this one, too. But whatever. (laughs) All right. And the last one in this section uh, called the Multiverse of Madness. Just kind of throwing a flyer out there. Agatha Harkness is impersonating Doctor Strange. So... The whole concept with these last uh, three are really that that. Oh, sorry, I typed that in for you already. I just assumed. well, no, I, I do think it's jabroni. Right. However, this one is more tempting because it would actually it, you would have the Wanda tie in a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something to be said there, but uh, but last time we saw Agatha ain't going anywhere for a while, so I don't think you're just going to pop her in here and then be like, oh, and by the way, all this stuff happened off screen, right? Agatha's going to have to wait a little while to. Oh, she's uh, got her own show coming. Yeah, and I think that's where we'll finally, you know, see her kind of get her marbles back, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but not not anytime soon. No. Okay, this last section of uh, was it one two three four five six seven eight nine uh, is called "Oh the Humanity" or as I put in parentheses, "Potpourri." This is kind of the miscellaneous bucket for everything. Okay. Um, and, and these kind of represent some really wackadoo uh, kind of theories that I kind of pulled from online sources. So first one, Mysterio is behind everything. So this, the, the idea here is Mysterio is not really dead, which we already kind of adjudicated. But at the end of the day, he is the one who is causing all of these villains to appear. It's all just kind of wackiness uh, on his part. What say you, sir? I think that's given. I mean, I thought it was a it was really a good story arc to see Mysterio be quite as resourceful and cunning as he was, mm-hmm. even to the point of hosing Peter after his death, even. However, something like this would give him way too much credit. Like we're talking like Thanos level, brilliant, super villain. I do not think that is Mysterio. So 
jabroni for me on this one. I am going to go jabroni on this as well. I don't think Mysterio is going to have any kind of impact on this movie. He was a punk. All right. Uh, the Spider-Men. Oh, I threw this one in tonight. I don't know if this makes sense or not, but the Spider-Man villain of franchises past come together through a coordinated plan amongst them all. So what this basically means is all of these villains who are appearing are appearing because they have somehow coordinated kind of behind the scenes to converge on this one reality. It is not necessarily due to Doctor Strange. That is what this is meant to represent. Hmm. I think it kind of gives them all a little bit of a little bit too much credit. Maybe, well, with the exception of maybe Doc Ock. Yeah. Well, maybe. No, I, I I think it's too cute. I think it's too cute. I think it just comes down to, oh my gosh, this stuff happened. All right. Jabroni? Yep. All right. I'll go Jabroni as well, even though I made it up. This is one of the crazier ones I read. So the idea is that during all the fighting and such, Peter has to make a decision between saving MJ or saving Ned. And so Ned goes through something, you know, where he gets, you know, injured or whatever, but he eventually transforms into this thing called the Hobgoblin. Hmm. Have you heard about this one? No. So basically he 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 goes full on heel because his baby face friend decided to turn his back on him, a la Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. <laughs> so he's gonna kick him through the barbershop window? I'm thinking. <laughs> well, wow. Ned's gonna do that to Peter, but anyways. Gosh. Oh, it's tempting, but uh, although, I mean, yeah, you kind of do need, I, I feel like somebody probably is is not going to make it through this flick. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, see, the thing is, this is another one of those ones where I get caught where I'm like, that'd be a really good idea. And then it's totally not in the in the offing. Well, there are going to be three more movies, so it'd be an interesting villain. No, no, I'm going to go Jabroni. Ah, I was hoping to get you to say the real. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't either. <laughs> It just seems too. It seems too complicated. And you're quite gonna, honestly, you're not going to pull me into that into that same stuff of like the 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 Arnold uh, Stallone tricking me into being in you know stop or my mom will shoot sort of thing this time. It ain't happening. <laughs> Either that or I'm like B. A. Baracus in the A team. I ain't gonna take no of that milk, Hannibal. That's right. <clears throat> That's right. Pain. Next one, uh, and this one's kind of interesting. I, I, this is one of the crazy theories that I actually think is kind of interesting, but I don't personally. I don't think is going to happen. The villains haven't switched universes. Peter has. Now, this is interesting for two reasons. One yeah. is that it then lends itself some credence to the you know subtitle of the movie, which is "Far Away" or "No Way Home," meaning mm -hmm. he's left his his home universe and cannot get back. It does kind of help explain at least some of the villains being together, but the only kind of gap in it is that if we're talking about the villains from both the Garfield Spider-Man uh, series and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man series, how are they coming together? Because they are technically from two different universes. Yeah, that's the I mean, I could see this in terms of like Tom Holland's Spider-Man having to go to, you know, one of these other universes. Mm -hmm. And then that stuff is ble like oh, like the story is taking place in, say, like the Tobey Maguire universe. Right. And, but everything is bleeding into that universe as opposed to bleeding into the Tom Holland universe. Right. You kind of get the same effect. It's just, you know, forwarding the mail to a different place, I guess. Yeah. I, I just I don't know that to me. I mean, there's there's logical reasons to do it story wise that way. I just don't know that they would. I mean, Doctor Strange does tell the three of them to Scooby-Doo this. <laughs> Maybe they all have been shifted to a different universe. 
the crap does that have to do with anything? Well, because maybe the, the maybe the whole point is the four of them, MJ, Ned, Peter, and Doctor Strange, have all shifted to a different universe. True, true. And he's telling him, we got to figure something out, so you guys go Scooby-Doo this. I'm going to go Jabroni. Oh, dang it. Look at you trying to sell me. Man! <laughs> I always thought all these years you had my back, and here I am. I'm finding out, like, man, trying to sell me down the river. <laughs> hey, man, there's a bottle of bourbon on the line. <laughs> you are worse than Hulk Hogan. Good Lord. <laughs> all right. All right. I see how this is going to work. <laughs> Watch my back from now on. All right. Now now we get into kind of the uh, the, the more morbid real and jabronis. Uh, first one, Aunt May dies. The real or the jabroni? Uh, see, this is the, now we're getting into a couple of tempting ones here because mm. I really do. I feel like somebody ain't going to make it. There's going to be a cost, a sacrifice. And, and it, it really does. I mean, we already got a, a picture of MJ kind of falling at one point, mm -hmm. but Aunt May would be the character that you could probably kill off that character and have it be meaningful with, but not take away too many story devices. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be a huge loss for Peter, of course, but mm -hmm. it also doesn't impede like romance and all that going forward with the different characters and progressing the arc and all that stuff. Sure. I'm going to go with the real. All right. Somebody, somebody going to go. Somebody going to go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Well, and if, if memory serves correctly in the Andrew Garfield series, doesn't Gwen Stacy actually die? I, I never saw either of those okay. movies. So no idea. Because I thought they, yeah, because I think across the three Spider-Men of Maguire's series that Kristen Dunst's character makes it through, you know, Mary Jane survives all three. So I think yeah. they were trying to pull like a little bit of a curveball by allowing the, the female lead to be killed in the final battle. Well, yeah, in the comics, though, I mean, at one time or another, I'm pretty sure Aunt May, Gwen Stacy and MJ have all died at some yeah. point in, in the like eight or nine different Spider-Man comic books that there have been. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure at one point they've all been wiped out. I think one I think at least one of them probably multiple times. So eh. I'm gonna go Jabroni. All right. And for the next one, I'm gonna go the real. And the next one is MJ dies. Yeah, I'm going Jabroni. All right. We we are gonna have a definitive winner, ladies and gentlemen. I think we have enough enough differences across uh, a few of these here. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, next one. Getting away from the morbidity. Um, Peter regains his anonymity at the end of the film. Since this is the journey the hero wanted to go on, does he land at his destination or not? I think it's the jabroni. I think the lesson, the lesson he learns is that the anonymity is the friends that we make along the way. Oh, I thought you were going to say the lesson is with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. I, I didn't have one here of an Uncle Ben showing up. But anyways, uh, that's all right. Who would play Uncle Ben? Actually, you know what would be great? <laughs> I'm going to say the real. So Marissa Tomei is is uh, is Aunt May. Wouldn't you just love to have Joe Pesci show up as as Uncle Ben? Oh, gosh. Well, my cousin Vinny reunion. Listen to me, you ute. <laughs> What's a ute? <laughs> That would be great. I mean, I know he doesn't do a whole lot of acting, but, it, you know, for like, it's like, Joe, we'll get you in and out in like four hours. Oh, promise. The people will love it. Yep. People will love it. It ain't going to happen, but yeah. I'm going to go the real on this one. I'm I'm going to say he, right. he gets his anonymity, but at a very steep cost. 
Okay. He was a punk. Number 30. And we only have two left here, and then we're done. Uh, Ned, MJ, Aunt May all forget that Peter is Spider-Man. So the difference between this one and the prior one is that we're really just talking about these three that know him. Mm. Make sense? Yep. I mean, this could be at any point, mm-hmm. you know, in the movie. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say uh, real. I don't think it'll be at the end of the movie, but I think at some point during the movie, that will be part of the plot devices that they do forget. All right. I'm going to say Jabroni. All right. I'm going to go Jabroni. You are worse than Hulk Hogan. Uh, and the last one, MJ and Peter are not a couple at the end of the story. Again, Ugh. again, there's going to be a cost. Well, yeah, in your case, you know, because she did. Um, I'm going to say the real because consistency. Yeah, because you're saying that she's going to die. I mean, it's awful hard to have a relationship there unless you're, you know, you're going full on Patrick Swayze and uh, what is Debbie Moore? Is that who's in the ghost? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay. Got your late 80s. Yeah, another movie reference that most of the people listening to this is going to be like, oh, my God, they're so old. Damn you, old man. I get to wear glasses. I'm so old. Yeah. Well, you're going real on this. I'm going to go jabroni. I think that they're still going to be a couple. Those kids, they're just they're magic. I think they're going to make it. I really do. Always a sucker for the love story. Which means that MJ is all the scenes that we've seen with MJ are in the first 10 minutes. is just going to get dropped off the Brooklyn Bridge with <laughs> like minute 15. And basically in the middle of the theater, you're going to see a bucket of popcorn go fly because Uncle Todd's going to realize. He's- Son of a mother! <laughs> and then right after that, Mephisto's going to show up. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst's going to make it through the whole flick and I'm just going to be, a, I'm going to be in a gibbering puddle in, in my recliner. Is he speaking in tongues? <laughs> oh, it's hysterical. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he just pooped his pants. Oh, my gosh. Anywho. All right. So that oh, is 31. That was funny. Theories mm-hmm. or, or questions. Yes. And we, we shall see. Time will tell. Good luck to you, Time sir. Time will tell. Good luck to you. And, and absolute poor luck to you. What do you got to do that for? Because I'm angry that I still lost that last one. <laughs> what, are you going to win them all? Is that what you think is going to happen? Yes. No. Yes, it is. That no. was my plan. No. That was my plan. Uh, quick update. Uh, chance to win for oh, my team, 56% geez. to 44%, ladies and gentlemen. Stefan Diggs is being shut down, and the Pats defense has not improved uh, point-wise. But uh, I'm going to take this. Uh, I think we're rolling, baby. That is all. Oh, well, thank you very much for that very important update. That by the time this posts, everyone will know everything that just happened. But hey, you know what? As long as you're entertained, I'm happy. Staying on brand, baby. Staying on brand. And another thing. So what do you got for in another thing this week? Well, you know, last December, we, uh, you know, we did a show about some of our favorite Christmas movies and, and Christmas music and shows and that sort of thing. And and this year, because uh, apparently all the studios decided to cram a whole bunch of really good content into December, we're not going to be able yeah. to do a holiday show. So I thought I would, uh, over the next couple episodes we do here, have an and another thing that is a little more Christmas oriented. And so over the weekend, the family plopped down for a, a good three hour odyssey of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, a, a Christmas classic in, in every sense of the word. Uh, just, Wait, just, that movie's three hours long? Uh, with commercials. 
Oh, okay. Because we were saying, watching it on NBC. So we were watching good it. Sweet Lord, that's a long flick. Oh, my God. Well, hey, you know, it's no Justice League, so. <laughs> and thank goodness for that. <laughs> so, uh, no, but but just a, a, a classic Jimmy Stewart movie, just a great movie that just kind of transports you to another point in time and just tells a really wonderful story uh, about, about the impact that we all have on, on the lives of others without even realizing it. And just, you know, having his character reconcile all that and just leading to the ending where there's the Christmas miracle that plays out. And so uh, do check it out. If you have not, it, 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 it is worth the time that it runs for. And it is a very enjoyable and very fun old movie to watch always get a kick out of it and it's always fun to kind of watch you know the comedy and the sensibility from from a different era and and, and what kind of made them laugh and and just being able to laugh at it as well so do check it out it's a wonderful life a christmas classic that keeps on keeping on very nice i have i've already started in with my christmas movie watching although i feel very like nice. i'm a little behind even though it's it's very early december but i feel like i haven't really jumped on it the way i should i've seen uh, charlie brown christmas ah, and of course nice. Of course, a Christmas story, which is just rec- I, I'm going to have to watch that again, and um, and I actually out, kid. yeah, and I actually saw now where is where is a Christmas story? I forget which streaming service it's on, but whatever streaming service it's on also has a Christmas story too. Did you know there was a sequel? Oh no, I did not. Yeah, I I just I saw that and I'm like, oh, can I just pre- is there a way I can delete that off the service? I just want to pretend that never happened. But I need to get a few more in. I know there's a there's, there's a, a couple more that I definitely want to watch for the family. However, this year I got to make sure I'm going to work in a couple of um working in at least one new flick because Die Hard, of course, has to happen because as we all know, it ain't Christmas until until Hans Gruber falls off in Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. Jeez Louise! <laughs> but yes, sir. This year, because I've got uh, I've got HBO Max streaming. I noticed they have Lethal Weapon, and the first Lethal Weapon movie mm-hmm. takes place at Christmas time. And I've, ah. I've, I have failed in the past to to successfully work that one in. Now, bada bing, bada boom, it's right there. I, th- I think I'm going to meet some John McClane and some Reeks. Oh, Reeks, work that in there. That's going to be fantastic. So I'm all excited for that. You know, the goofiest part of that movie. If I may digress for a moment. Oh, please. Is Gary Busey. Do you remember Gary Busey's in there? Oh, yeah. I mean, Gary Busey is the is the wild card in everyday life. He's he's yeah. he, he he plays the psycho villain. And, 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 and I just love like like the names they came up with back then for, for the villains, because I remember he's like talking to some guy named Mr. Joshua. I'm like, yes, yes. of course, Gary Busey would call someone Mr. Joshua because it just fits the Gary Busey way of doing things, you know? Like, don't oh, yeah. call him Joshua. Just call him Mr. Joshua because he sounds more evil that way. <laughs> yeah. And he hadn't gone full on Gary Busey at that point. But oh, man. He was on his way. Yes. He was definitely yes. on his way. Oh, goodness. So, sir, you're in another thing. Well, this one actually just came up for me today. Uh, I am a I am a self-confessed documentary addict, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Uh, aficionado is another way of saying it. But I, I, I've seen this one a couple times as I've been roaming through the, the Netflix archives. And today it just seemed like, oh, this, this could be a nice little hour-long kind of time filler. 
and it is called Tricky Dick and the Man in Black. Uh And it is the story of Johnny Cash's 1970 visit to the White House Mm. when Richard Nixon was president. And Richard Nixon, of course, at that point as president and heading towards reelection and and just in terms of like, you know, trying to coalesce his faction for reelection and for just popular support was looking to really make some inroads into folks in the South and to really associate himself with the, you know, the, the everyman sort of everyday Joe sort of thing. And of course, you know, then talking about Johnny Cash and his kind of view on politics and, and patriotism and all of this mm. and the fact that, you know, Nixon really felt he was going to use Johnny Cash to get in and, and then the circumstances leading up to that kind of ended up turning some of that on its head because Johnny Cash was having some experiences in his own life that changed his perception between the time that he kind of agreed to do it and when he was actually there and leading into this very interesting situation at the White House. Hmm. And then kind of the epilogue of that being the direction that Nixon went in afterwards and then the direction that Johnny Cash went in afterwards. Oh, interesting. And it, it was a very well-made flick. It had a lot of folks from kind of both camps. Like uh, there was a Pat Buchanan sighting, which I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. he. he I mean, I guess it's true. Only the good die young. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then a couple of, there was a couple of, uh, they had like one of Nixon's speechwriters and Pat Buchanan. And I think that was really it because most of the folks from his administration, I think are no longer with us at this point. Mm. And uh, they had Johnny Cash's son, and then I, I think his sister and his brother, and maybe one or two other close folks to him. Uh, but it was very interesting just kind of going through all that information yeah. and and especially uh, just kind of learning a little bit more about a, a cat that I really felt like I knew a bunch about, but it's always fun to learn a bit more. Yeah. yeah and, and it's very well made and, and also didn't uh, very economical storytelling so about an hour long and and felt like it was just about the the perfect length and told the story very well so i'd highly recommend that streaming on netflix tricky dick and the man in black excellent and now we come to the sad sad truth of the matter yes it's time for us to part i know I know, alas, parting is such sweet sorrow, unless, of course, you're on a road trip and someone's been forcing you to listen to this, and at which point you're like, oh, thank you. Thank God. Can we actually, can we put on Guy Raz now? (laughs) Tim Ferriss. You know what? Anybody, anybody at all, you know, does Tom Green have a podcast? I listen to it first. Uh, But yes, it is time for us to wrap up our little traveling idiot road show and and head on to the next town because, you know, that's how things work on the internet. But thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. If you have uh, not joined the Free Range EDC congregation, well, by gosh, you know you ought to. And the way you do that is you subscribe. You can subscribe to us by going to freerangeedc.com. That'll have all of our episodes right there. You can subscribe through Podbean or, you know what, ask for us by name at the podcast purveyor of your choice. Yeah, because you just go up to the counter like it's back in the freaking 80s or something. No, just search for us on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, a bunch of other places. Search for us, Free Range ADC. I'm sure you'll find us. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode because, damn it, you know. You know you love us. You know it. You know it. You just don't like to admit it in polite company, but it's okay. It's just us here talking right now. It's just us. It's okay. You can admit it. That got really creepy. I, I apologize. Anyways. Where are you and, uh, going, man? 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm still suffering the after effects of this echinacea tea. I really feel like I had a bad reaction to it. Uh, and you know what? If you want a few extra points in your free range EDC congregation uh, application, what you do is you follow us on the social medias. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. All of those are at free range EDC. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, complaints, don't send them to me. Send them to Tim at freerangeedc.com and he will answer your questions forthwith, if not sooner. And now, finally, my time of the show is done and it is time to ask the second most important question ever asked by mankind. Okay, well, third. First question would be, what is hip, of course. Second would be, where's the bathroom? And third of all is, what the hell did we learn this episode? Uh, we have learned the following, my friend. Alrighty. We have learned that the man they call Tim and Uncle Todd are coming into the end of fantasy football strong. Thank God for that. Idiot Bowl 2 is going to be a barn burner. Folks, I know that I know that it's been a long football season. Believe me, I'm I'm right there with you. I really am. I want this to be over just as much as you do. It, it's soon. Be wearing soon. the fedora, getting the getting the uh, clipboard out. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Are you are you getting into the bourbon early tonight? Quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But needless to say, we are uh, looking forward to the last week of the season. Next week, week fourteen, where we face off one on one. Totally different reasons, but yes. And we have also uh, learned Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part One looks very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Get back to some of that artsy animated Miles Morales action that captured our imaginations about three years ago. So it'll be our imaginations, our hearts, uh-huh. Absolutely. our pancreas. I mean, why not? And instead of three years, in three weeks, the Matrix is back. Mm-hmm. It looks funky. So we will see what that has to entail for us. And Neo still knows Kung Fu. I know. That, that is one thing there. I, I did enjoy at the very end. Oh, he's like, I still know Kung Fu. Like, yes! Okay, fine. All's forgiven. All's forgiven. We have learned that it is not William Defoe, it is Willem Defoe. And apparently, uh, Uncle Todd doesn't want to ruffle those feathers. So. Put some respect on that man's name. Put some respect. He had to star in that, in that movie with Madonna. And say all them lines with a straight face and single-handedly carry that movie. Put some respect on the man's name. We've also learned uh, that Sandman and Rhino will not be taking a trip to Napa Valley, but it would be really funny if they did a movie about it. I'd be in. I'd be in. And lastly, the real in Jabroni. Well, we have made our decisions. We have speculated. And now we await the adjudication. So we will... uh, we, we will see once it comes out. I, I believe it's, what, December 17th? Uh, I, I believe so, yeah. So yeah. December 17th followed by December 22nd or so, I think, is the Matrix. So it's 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 going to be an action-packed latter half of this month, which I cannot wait for. Not to mention all the last few episodes here of Hawkeye, ah, yes. plus the beginning of Book of Boba Fett right after Christmas. Indeed. Indeed. Oh my gosh! Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't know if I'm gonna live through this holiday season, dude. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know if my heart and my brain can take anymore. Yeah, find Uncle Todd with a carton of eggnog spilled over at the side there on the living room floor. You know, just you know, holiday candy just spread out everywhere. He's gonna be like ah, but with a smile on my face. <laughs> he went like he always wanted to. Oh, indeed. Well, and with all that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we thank you, as, as Uncle Todd has already 
has, has already stated articulately, uh, thank you for the downloads this past week. We do appreciate it. Uh, and as we like to close out, be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. And, uh, you know, for no other reason than we need to, you know, just have a little bit more bounce in that holiday budget. Could you please hit the lights on the way out? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Patrick. <laughs> so I was wondering where he was. We haven't heard from him. I, I thought you went home. What? What? Okay. So, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I know. You, that, that whole hospital visit last week was, yeah, that was rough. I, 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 you were what? <sighs> well, it looks like I'm going back to urgent care. Oh, geez. He was playing Spider-Man. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and he ran into a wall. <laughs> Shocking. You know what? I said I might not make it to the holiday season. I'm pretty damn sure Patrick is not making it to the holiday season. Mm -hmm. That's right. I said it. You keep doing dumb stuff like this. Now get the hell out of here.